Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Mission Mementos Podcast. Today I got my fellow Visionistas that is on the podcast today. Her name is Jamie Lindquist. She wrote the chapter of Healing the Inner Child. Thank you, Jamie, for tuning in today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to to just connect with you and, and provide value here. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I love the chapter, but give everybody your background of who you are and where you're from so that we can um, eventually dabble into this chapter. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hi, everyone. <laughs> My name is Jamie Lindquist. I am from, I'm actually born and raised in San Diego in San Diego, California. That's like my hometown where I swore that I would be forever for, for like my entire life. And now as of I, actually a month, it's been officially a month, um, my boyfriend and I moved to Austin, Texas with our dog. Mm-hmm. So we're here in Austin. Um, and what I do for a living, I actually, I've been an entrepreneur for the past five years. I've been I had a brick and mortar permanent makeup business in San Diego that that was doing pretty well. And even though it was, uh, you know, running really smoothly and and expanded quite a bit, I knew that there was something greater that I, that I wanted to have an impact in versus just, you know, doing permanent makeup on people's outsides. I wanted to do some deeper work on people's insides. (laughs) And so uh, for the past I think since 2018, actually, I have been coaching for a a large personal professional development company and uh, have have coached for them for a while. But when the pandemic hit, it was time to um, expand because the company slowed down quite a bit. All of their programs were in person. So um, that's when the birth of my program started, the Inner Child Awakening Program. And uh, we have this methodology called the Inner Child Awakening Method, and it's a blend of practical spiritual tools to have people get connected to that little one that's inside of us all. I love that. I love that. So as you know, it's been a roller coaster. 2021, um, congrats on the move because a lot of people don't take the move. Um, and uh, I would love to take that leap. Maybe that will change my perspective and, you know, my life in, in general. Uh, but I love my family. I love my home front. But uh, in the meantime, what is your 2021 word? My my word, and as the viewers may have known with this being an ongoing episode pandemic for my podcast uh my my word is intentional so what is your Mm -hmm. word you know I actually really love the word intention so doing everything with intention and uh and and having that be like a key ingredient in everything that we do so I'm just gonna hop on that bandwagon with you because that is my word too (laughs) and uh I I remember hearing you saying that at the um, yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really is the word for me this year. And it doesn't have to mean like that I'm grinding the entire 2021. It also means that if I need some wind down time, if I need some relaxed time, that I'm being very intentional about that too, in that hour, however long it is that, yeah, this time right here, this is for me and nobody else (laughs) and being very clear about that in everything that I do. So And I'm not perfect at it. I mean, definitely, if I'm having some relaxed time, I might have my laptop there with me. I might have my phone there with me. And so it's just a practice, an ongoing muscle to build of being intentional as as we move forward in the year. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Yeah, I just got I had for my nine until I had did 185 stops recently. And I just basically just crashed the whole day. And I just like, I was talking to one of my entrepreneur friends. I'm like, oh, I feel bad because I, my intention was to get off of work and start crushing and doing some more things with my business. And I was like, um, I'm sore. Like I, I can't move. <laughs> so I just basically said, I know me. I probably would have like sat in the bed and then the laptop be on my, on my thighs and everything. I'm like, nope, you know what? I'm just going to stay away from all electronics and then just relax and tomorrow's a new day and I've been crushing it since about six o'clock this morning so that's that's a new whole nother perspective of I'd rather do something like that than to just just force it because it's it's kind of the worst type of way to work in a in a sleepy non like you're not non-productive state of manner yeah definitely it can be harm than good 
Cool, cool. So um, as an entrepreneur, you've been an entrepreneur for five years. Where did your entrepreneurship journey start? Did it start when you was young or did it start like midlife? Like where, where did it like you like? I mean, you know, I hear the stories of people selling lemonade stands. One of the speakers right. told me about that. Another uh, speaker I had for my virtual summit last year, he told me how he was selling candy and pop and stuff like that. So where did yours come from? Yeah, well, in high school, I did sell um, like cookies and, and candy and stuff like that at school. Um, but even before that, I guess this can, and it's funny that you asked me that because I've never actually thought about this aspect of it. But um, I used to be in like beauty pageants and things like that as a kid. And how a, a contributing factor to how you would win is how many tickets you'd sell. It was, you know, all pageants are like money driven. I'm not mad at it. So, so yeah, I, I had to sell these tickets, these raffles, and I would sell them to everybody because I wanted to win these pageants, you know? So, um, so, and I was in those since I was seven, seven was my first one. And, uh, I did them until I was 12. So, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, I would say that's where it started. And then in my adult life, um, I started being a permanent makeup artist in 2016 and I just, I worked a corporate job. I worked in sales for Marriott and although it was like a good job to have, I was 20 at the time. I was 19 or 20 at the time. It was a good job to have, you know, I had my own desk and everything. It felt really cool, but I just wasn't fulfilled. I did not like having a boss. I started college early so that I could get my life going. And then I quickly didn't finish college because I realized like, wait a second, I don't want to work for anyone else. And um, so then my permanent makeup business was born in 2016. Within three months, I quit my job and I was just, just working on getting clients, doing ads, building a pretty steady clientele. And it's evolved quite a bit. I, I, started training women from different parts of the country to be permanent makeup artists. And, uh, and yeah, just actually over the pandemic, my, my life kind of got more clear about what I want to do. And it wasn't doing people's beauty stuff. It was like working on the inner beauty stuff. So, Mm. so it's evolved now. And, and I'm actually in transition right now. You know, I'm still having these questions of, did I do the right thing? Was moving here the right thing? Should I, should I have just stayed in San Diego? My business was doing well. Of course, I have these questions. I think that's part of being an entrepreneur. There's a lot of second guessing about what the right thing is to do. But knowing and trusting that where we're at right now is exactly where we're supposed to be is, um, is key, I think. That's, that's great. So um, speaking of our intentional, this comes into um, our next question. And before I say that, I'm going to mention something that was actually highlighted when I recently read your chapter. It says, it wasn't until I started being intentional, key, key, our <laughs> word, <laughs> about healing my past drama and diving deep into personal development that I was able to experience massive breakthroughs. So literally, I literally highlighted that. So that was nothing but the grace of God saying that I needed to read, read that actual um, key component because um, it comes into our next, my next question of name a time when you had to face adversity that made you contemplate going further in your entrepreneurial career. Man, I think honestly, as a true entrepreneur, as someone who's always grinding, always looking to expand and grow, adversity is always there. <laughs> adversity, true. challenges, it's always going to be there. And it's so easy when that comes up, when those challenges come up to be like, oh, oh no, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should do something more secure. Maybe I should do something else. Maybe this isn't meant for me. It's so easy to go there, but the key is to know that that is actually what it is to be an entrepreneur. Adversity equals entrepreneurship. (laughs) Plain and simple. I love that. It's not for the faint of heart. It's just not. It's really not. And do I think it would be beautiful if every single human being had their own business was an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Will that happen? Probably not. And that's just, you know, the reality of it. 
it, it really, not to say that it, you have to be special to be an entrepreneur. Everybody has the capacity to do it. But the question is, how far are people really willing to go? How far are you really, really willing to go within yourself and to have what you really want? So um, I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah, adversity. That, that definitely up. answered a question. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, you mentioned the times when, you know, like, I mean, from your recent move with the, you know, and then with the pandemic and stuff like that. And even when you was thinking of, okay, your job, your the jo- job that you had contracted with and they had um, let, you know, they had just basically fizzled down and you still taste the, you, you till still tested the time. And I love the fact that you said entrepreneur equals adversity because you're going to constantly have to deal with changing, changing obstacles, changing things that just yeah. unexpectedly happen. You know, like recently I just got finished doing my woman on a mission summit and yeah. it was, it was smooth sailing, but I had some hiccups, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately some speakers didn't show up and I'm like, okay, how am I going to basically show that up? And, you know, it's not to basically badge the speakers that didn't show up is to basically show that I had to basically think on top of my toes with me and my event planner right then and there the show had to go on who's next like you know like I mean like you know like it, then we had technical issues you know I had technical issues at the live workshop I did in February so okay the show must go on so people that's going to be rock with you they're going to be patient and like all right stuff happens like this all the time let me just play on my phone until they fix the kinks you know some people might just sign off and that's fine so that's just what you do yep. while you're yep. doing the actual summit while you're doing events like that while you're doing anything that can happen you know like um uploading videos sometimes videos take forever to upload on actual computer mm-hmm. so i could basically complain and just sit there or i could let the video upload and then i could be doing this literally i have a video video no lie right now uploading because it's taking forever <laughs> and it was last time i checked it was at 31 percent. so i'd rather do this podcast <laughs> then right. you know, that's 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 a true true example of adversity like i can basically uh, uh, like all right i'm canceling this podcast or i can basically mm-hmm try to basically get somebody an impact and that's what we're doing in this podcast right now is impacting somebody and they're gonna learn about the next phase of what I want to ask you about is the inner child first before we even go into that can you explain what the inner child is because this really like your chat your your chapter moved me the most because one of the I mean like a few of the other other fish nieces definitely did but your moved me because three years ago, that was a time when I was like, you know what, I got to start really digging deep on my mental health and stop letting things going on that kept on going on. Yes, it kept on going on for a few years afterwards. And this, this year, I just started understanding my self-worth. I started really mm-hmm. like, like the end of last year to this year, I started understanding my self-worth and people just started cut, flying off. And, you know, like some people like, yeah, that's why like some people like that used to be friends of mine would like throw in my face. Like, that's why people are leaving you. And I took it as a no, it's not people leaving me. It's a phase that they were only supposed to be in my life for a season. They weren't supposed to be in my life forever. As much as I love to hold on to people and I don't like seeing people go away. I don't, especially when it comes to like death or something like that, but somebody just like individually, like physically go away and they're still in in the space of the same earth as me. Like mm-hmm. it took me time to know, understand yeah. it. And I got, I got deep rooted of why I'm like that. I'm like, you know what? It's just like, it's certain issues that, you know, I was dealing with and I when I finally wrote my letter to my family and said like this is what's going on and this is why I'm distancing myself from you guys Mm. I hate you guys it's because the fact is this is what this is what has been triggering transpiring you know like my relationships haven't been the best because I can own up to the fact that I haven't been the best daughter but I also can own up to the fact that I have you know let you guys know that you guys played a part in as well of why you know it it hinders my growth in especially when it comes to relationships so yeah, yeah so explain definitely. inner child yeah well first thank you for sharing that I, I'm I'm touched I'm moved that you think that my chapter moved you that much it's it's really beautiful and has me feel like I'm really on the right path because you know and I'll go back to that last question really quick being an entrepreneur it's a a lot of questioning am I doing the right thing and it feels really good to have that reassurance and that confirmation from others so thank you Sharia that makes me feel really good um and yeah so the inner child is um is that it's all of that (laughs) the inner child is part of our subconscious it's part of our mind really um 
of the younger of the younger self, the younger us that's with us all the time, no matter if someone's 16 or 65 or 102, that inner child is with us all the time. And most of the time, subconsciously, that inner child is running the show. So mm. that can manifest as blame, as frustration, as anger, as righteousness. Basically, if you think of a pissed off kid, because kids tend to take everything personally, it's just mm. the way that it is, you can't move around it. That is how a lot of adults operate a lot of the time. So it's very important that we're conscious of this concept, that we're conscious of, wait a second, I'm feeling really bothered by this. I know that's my inner child. So I'll ask my inner child, hey, little Jamie, what do you need right now? It is the number one question that I think every single human being must learn if they really want to tap into that inner child is, is that question, what do you need? What do mm. you need? Not asking another person, but asking ourselves first, hey, what do you need? Do you need a hug? Do you need to eat? Do you need to know that you're important? Do you need to know that you're loved? And it is our job as adult Jamie, as adult Sharia, as adult whoever, to remind that inner child within us that they are loved, and that they are safe. Mm. It I, is. I love that. Go yes, ahead. those are the those are the two main things that every single inner child really needs. Those are the, it. Just comes down to that. It boils down to that. Knowing that they're loved, knowing that they're safe. If they have those two components, they're able to be free. They're able to play. They're able to like frolic in the grass and play on the monkey bars and all that stuff because they know that. Otherwise, if they don't know that, they're going to be running the show taking things personally, feeling attacked, being annoyed, being jealous, being all of these things. So it's really easy to put it into perspective that whenever we're experiencing, and I like to put quotes around this, any kind of quote unquote negative emotion, that that's actually the inner child. Mm. And, you know, it, it's, it comes from the concept of what you're saying in your book is we are always operating from one of two places, love or fear. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely relate to the fact that when I'm really in love with impacting others, you know, like it comes with, you know, uh, the concept of you saying focus on our, when we focus on ourselves, we're more on happiness. And it correlates with, you know, one of the top, one of the key things I say, and a matter of fact, I posted it on my social media today is um, when we're not serving and helping enough people were not fulfilled, we're not enough. And Evan Carmichael was saying that in his quote. So it yep. really all ties in that our inner child, when we're loved, we're loved. But when we have that fear, it's because we're, we're needing that, that deep, deep emotion, whether it is a hug, whether it's saying you're worthy, whether it's saying that you're valid to be where you need to be at. So if we don't tap into the, that aspect, then we're going to basically be hopping around. And then eventually when we're not when we're not working on a deeper, deeper work or the mission work that we need to, to better ourselves so that we can impact others, then it's going to misalign things that can make you better and help the people that you want to impact. So definitely it's, it's coming with the fact of self-care. You know, I'm no good. I say I'm no good to nobody if I basically don't have my myself together not saying I can't be perfect and somebody that's basically I'm going to let into my life down the line of myself knowing my self-worth is that they got to um they got to understand my imperfections and they got to basically be accepting of it and basically be uplifting of it it's not like me I'm not the type of person that needs you to hold my hand and say you're doing great every single day I don't need that yep. but I do need like I need a compliment every so often, you know, like, I mean, like some of my friends, mm -hmm. like start taking, start accepting and compliments. I'm like, yo, like growing up, that wasn't a thing. Like for me, like I would like, mm -hmm. like I was just like prone to, you know what you need to do. So when someone like, oh, uh, great job, you look beautiful today. Those are all things that like still like to this day, like I'm like, okay, thank you for that and everything. And people are like, yo, you just mm -hmm. seem like distant from that. I'm like, just because like, I don't get compliments enough like that when I was growing up. So mm -hmm. it carried over when I got older and yeah. you know like this is all a phase of like your inner workings as an entrepreneur so this comes to the next question how has working on your inner child correlates with you being been with you being the entrepreneur that you are today well I think 
<clears throat> being in being uh, having tapped into my inner child directly correlates with being an adult in general, <laughs> entrepreneurship to the side, like just everything, but specifically how it correlates to entrepreneurship is, is if I'm complaining about something and I, it kind of just ties into the last question. Like if I'm complaining about something or taking something personally, um, it's more than likely my inner child having a need that's not being fulfilled and it's no one's job to go and fulfill that need it's nobody else's but me but mine but adult me and what that does is and you kind of touched on this and what you last said like growing up in your family you didn't get compliments you didn't get that reassurance that positive affirmation and um what that's there's that quote that's like we go for things that aren't necessarily the best for us. We just, we go for what's comfortable and what we know. And so it makes perfect sense that if someone says, Hey, Shrey, you look really beautiful today, or you're doing such a great job. It kind of has you like stifled. Like, what do I do in this situation? Because it's uncomfortable. You didn't have that experience growing up. So that's an amazing thing that you're aware of because in entrepreneurship, you know, that stuff's going to come up. If you're doing a great job, people want to give you compliments, want to give you their love, affirmate, positive affirmations, compliments, whatever is just a form of love. So it's really amazing that you're, you're, you're looking at that, like, okay, why is this uncomfortable for me to receive? So that's, it's amazing. You're like in this new journey of letting yourself receive love, which is something that didn't really happen as a kid so right. uh, just so it, it's honestly it was just like and it took over like I was like you know it's like literally like I, when I mean I can talk about your chapter and if you ever wanted me to interview I can definitely pinpoint certain things that I hit it hit home like the mm. people pleaser I was a people pleaser like I was yeah. like in my relationship my previous relations I was always like trying to please my significant other and didn't really expect that I just I was basically a, allowing the bare minimum when I wasn't yeah. open up when I, when I wasn't out speaking I'm like you know like yeah I'm like okay I don't want you throwing a million dollars on me I don't expect you having a million dollars in the bank first of all I don't have millions of dollars in the bank so I can't stand that cliche of when women like oh well this man gotta have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and they don't <laughs> even have that that's just like a, a shady thing and um you know when I'm talking about in uh like the whole fact of the matter is this subject of relationships and entrepreneurship is very key because whoever is in your, I think I think I saw recently, um, Lewis Howe said it, and he said whoever's in your intimate, um, it, whoever's your intimate partner, they have to, you know, support what you're doing, and this is very true factor when, especially from an entrepreneur, they have to understand it. If they're not entrepreneur minded, it's gonna make it very difficult when they see you working. 10 2 o'clock in the morning and it's, yeah. it's like it's like a it's an up level upgraded version of student of, of college if you think about it in entrepreneurship to college because you're working to basically be profitable compared to your in college you're working to get that degree you know and stuff like yeah. that so it, it if somebody doesn't understand that from if they can't understand entrepreneurship then it's going to make a friction. And if y'all can't get on the same page and support each other, then it's going to be, I mean, cause like, yeah, at times you want to basically, all right, have that nine to five, y'all eat and cuddle and then y'all just go to sleep together <laughs> or whatever. But that's not going to happen every single day. You know, it's yeah. really not. There's some days where you're going to be, you might be in bed already and I might be still working. And of course, yes, I would love to cuddle with you that night, but there's going to be some nights that it's not going to happen and you got to yeah. be accepting and okay of it. And if you're not, then we're going to basically, you know, like, it's like I was listening to Steve Harvey, um, where they, you know, they had those letters that come in to the strawberry letters and a lady was, you know, it was about a podcast. She was like her husband. Um, didn't like the fact that she goes to an office to do record her podcast because her house is always loud. They didn't understand the fact that, oh, you got a whole office upstairs. Why do you need to go there? Because the simple fact is you're not respecting the fact that when I'm in the house and then when I need certain quiet times, you guys are just going to be noisy. So if I basically mm -hmm. believe in something, you got to support that. And it's, it's not like I'm going to be gone for hours, hours at a time. But I, if I have the time block and say, all right, this time I'm going to be in the office to do X, Y, Z then you got to respect it, you know, and stuff like that. I know one of my friends, she has a whole office, but she has, she has actually office space as well, because, you know, sometimes she does better. If she wants home and work life to be separate. So 
that's that's another factor and stuff like that. So it all correlates weight when it comes to whoever's in your core, whether it's kids, whether it's parents, whether it's your intimate partner, they all got to respect what you're doing or it's going to cause yeah. problems. You know, you can basically open up and say, hey, I want more time with you, but just basically disrespecting and saying no I want all your time and you you can't get nah this is our baby right here like this is our this is like our child right here that we're trying to upgrade and if you can't support that that means that you don't support our child you don't support us and if we can't fix it then you you know don't give me the ultimatum it's either me or the business I'm gonna be like okay (laughs) (laughs) I I mean that and I mean it shouldn't that question shouldn't be if somebody really loves you it should not be an ultimatum it should not, yeah, it, should not it should definitely not be an ultimatum you know I'm yeah. wholeheartedly will let like I'll I will let you go before I say oh well it's either me or them like I would never I would never say that you know like right. you know if it, if it's somebody now if it's a toxic person and they're they're basically not good to your life that's different but when it comes to something that you're working to impact and better other people's lives it's a no-brainer I'm not giving it up because yeah. you feel that I need to give it up then you know it's stuff like that if you feel like i'm taking too much of time and it's neglecting something to make us better as a whole that's something that can be addressed but just saying giving us a dictatorship and ultimatums it's not happening yeah definitely and before we move on to the next question i just want to highlight that like if anybody is feeling like they're let's say somebody listening your partner is an entrepreneur your your significant other is an entrepreneur and you have a hard time dealing with like, wait a second, they're, they're spending all this time doing that other thing. Well, what about me? This is your inner child. This is your inner child having that question of, wait, what about me? He's, it's, it's kind of like, for example, if you're a woman, you're in a relationship with a man. If, if your man is an entrepreneur, he's busy working all the time. It's so easy for the woman to be like, but, but what about me as if he's dad and she may have experienced that. If you're listening, you may have experienced this as a kid, dad, busy working, dad, not really paying attention to you. You will likely find yourself in this situation because we go for what's comfortable, not necessarily for what's good for us. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to recognize this is your inner child and it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for you to nurture that little girl within you. It is such a beautiful opportunity to ask the little one within you, what do you need? And let her answer. And a lot of times it will be, I just want to feel important. I just want to feel paid attention to. I just want to feel like I matter. And if you hear a little girl say that, a little boy say that, you're not going to be like, well, suck it up. We'll get it together. You're going to nurture that little one and really give them the love that they're craving. All we ever want as human beings is love. That's it. All we just want is to be loved and to love. That's it. Bottom line. So if if you're in that situation, I encourage you to ask your little one what he or she needs and also find ways to create more intimacy in your relationship. I get it. My boyfriend is an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) There are some nights where we're like, oh shit. Oh crap. Sorry. (laughs) We're not really connecting with each other. How do we go about this? We got to really prioritize pleasure. Pleasure doesn't necessarily mean sex. Pleasure means that we're enjoying each other's company. So some days, if we have a lot of things going on those days, we will co-work. We'll sit next to each other. We'll like, you know, give each other mini massages in between emails or whatever we're working on, podcast uploadings and things like that. And we'll just find ways to prioritize each other. So if you're in that position in your relationship where you feel like there's there's disconnect, you're not really on the same page, but you want to make it work, there is an opportunity here. There's an opportunity for growth, for love, and there's always a way to make it work. Always. As long as you've got two people who want to make it work, there's always a way to make it work. Um, yeah. And that goes into the next question of uh, reiterating, how do you keep your talents aligned with your mission as an entrepreneur? So, I mean, you've already answered that factor of y'all got to basically um, figure out, okay, we're not having enough, like, it could be the simplest thing, like, we need to have a movie night, date night, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I saw you guys, you know, going out to eat earlier this weekend, and that was, that was a great thing that, you know, like, it's, it's, you know, I say this 
concept all the time. It's not about the, it's not about the money all the time. It's about the moments. You know, exactly. I, I mean, I don't, you know, would I say, yes, I want ideally somebody that makes a lot more money than me. That'd be great. But at the same time, if you can't keep a conversation with me, you don't have no passion for you like you just like your character if your character is you can be you can have all the money in the world but you your character can be shitty like I mean there's no yeah. nothing no other way around it and stuff like that and um it's really like I mean I saw um I remember my ex-boyfriend he saw he showed me a picture of how a one well how his snit how his wife was making 400,000 and he was making 40 and it had nothing like there were some people were like yo he using her and if she if he wants to quit he can basically live off her hotel and I'm like you know what it doesn't have to be like that you know you shouldn't be intimidated if this person makes more than that and you know that honestly sometimes you you could be intimidated by people in several aspects you know I know that's one thing that broke us up was the fact that we, you know, he said, you're not on my level or I'm not on his level. And it was because of some fact that my mindset, it wasn't even the money part. It was honestly the mindset, like, you know, and yeah. we, we, at the same time, like to keep your talents aligned, you got to find somebody that supports your mindset, supports what you do for a living, supports and vice versa. You got to support what they do too, because, you know, me now, I can basically like, all right, cool. This person wants to go hang out with their guy for their peoples or, you know, everything like that. All right, I can go do business. I can go basically hang out with my girlfriends, you know, and stuff like that. And that's all about, it's about a, really alignment because some things are going to follow through the cracks. And, and when you have yeah. that, you know, like, oh, well, you're not making enough time for me and everything. That's your inner child because at the mm -hmm. end of the day, um, you know, I just got, you know, I'm a big book book lover and the book that really broke through at my, my breakthrough book of 2020 was um love and healing by uh find find love after heartbreak by mm. um stefan speaks and he had me write the letter factor i didn't have to write it but i did it i basically did it and it really opened up some inner child moments of me and it really helped me keep aligned with okay this person making too much time for this person because this person doesn't for what because you know they need me more what about me you know and stuff like that yeah. I'm I'm one of the most selfless person you will ever know like people think that I'm crazy because I'm about to give a $500 scholarship to a young girl after I did a summit I'm like this is what I do I did it last year yeah. gave a 400 like you know and stuff like that that's what I do yes I can use that if you think about it you easily can do four to five hundred dollars with you could do something different with five four or five hundred dollars easy right definitely exactly so that's the same factor with me is that you know sometimes I'm now I'm learning like what about me you know like literally like you know I'm the type of person that will you know like it was weird for me to have my 30th birthday party and I made it about me like yo like and I still gave four gifts away because that's just what Aww. I do like I literally yeah. gave away four gifts like three of them were Scorpio friends of mine and then one was my aunt and I was like you know people like yo you really gave away four gifts on your birthday I'm like yes I did and that's what I do because simple fact is I, I have a love for the people that you know are there the people that I feel that they do do due diligence or owe their services. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep on being that person, you know, like, I mean, I mean, I've seen people do it on their birthdays and I've seen people doing it on, you know, random days. Like, I think we got to be more selfless than selfish, you know, um, that really opened up with another key component that like, I got quotes after quotes, like you're probably, your, your, your chapter is probably highlighted and everybody just need to go <laughs> see the book, go read the book. It's called Vishenisa's who, women who think outside the box volume two is a collection of inspiration stories um before we end this segment and go into my favorite segment of hashtag Shay suggestions um <laughs> you know i want to i want you to answer to the people what advice would you give to them if they're just starting out as an entrepreneur yeah it's a beautiful beautiful question i advice that i would give to them is keep going. <laughs> keep going. If you know in your heart and in your core that this is what you're here to do, don't stop doing it. It is the number one thing. As an entrepreneur, you just can't quit. You just can't. You just can't. And if you do, then, you know, then, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but just keep going is what it comes down to. Keep being in your heart, keep thinking about who you're here to serve, prioritize the people you're here to serve. 
It's very important as an entrepreneur. Prioritize those people. Get very clear on who you're here to serve. And the more that you think about them, the easier it's going to be. Not to say it's going to be a you know, easy, easy journey, because that would be a lie. But it would be easier the more that you think about other people. And the more you think about those people you're serving, keep your focus on them and just keep going. I love it. I love it. So uh, I like to be blindsided. This is my favorite because I I think on top of my toes, I'm a Shay on a mission for a reason. So this is my <laughs> favorite segment of the podcast. I like to have fun a little bit. You know, yes, we get serious, but at the same time, entrepreneurship is fun too. When you yes. impacting somebody, when you're laughing, when, I mean, I know like, you know, you heard, you heard Jamie laughing a few times when she, when I started reading certain parts of her chapter. So, so she knew that I did my research. Like I don't bring just random people on my podcast, first and foremost. I study them. I see what they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like literally, like it was a, it was a, it was a definite go ahead. When I first heard her speak at the Visionistas conference, I like, I got to get her on. And then once I read her chapter officially, I was like, oh, it's a, it's a dude. I literally got finished reading her chapter. Like, and then I just basically messaged her like that morning. Like, uh, I got to uh, like, like, and I, I mean, she's like, yeah. And then she scheduled it. And here we are. So literally yeah. like, I'm a connector. Um, you know, I, I mean, literally, like, I know I got to keep on going, like, I got to keep on going to be great, you know, living on living through my greatness. And people are gonna people are seeing it, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, I know, from time to time, Jamie, like, Jamie's even starting to see certain things like, wow, you, she's like, you're a badass. Like, what's that like? Just, you know, and I'm like, honestly, I love sometimes getting those compliments. So Jamie, just remember this after this podcast, every so often, send me a comment, because I, I be needing it. I be needing it because that's yes. my inner that's what my inner child is telling me I need compliments even though I don't beg for it and stuff like that but my you know like sometimes I just need that recognition that recognition like all right you on the right track Shane keep on going don't quit yes don't quit so yes. so definitely let, what's, yes. question, what's question number one you got for me mm, well how did Shay on a mission start like where did that come from what inspired you to be on the mission that you're on um okay so 2010 it's all chain of missions actually been my whole that's been my instagram name since instagram came uh my dad used to nickname like my name is sharia but my dad used to start calling me shay when i started college so i just started you know here and there dabbling with it and then you know i said okay i don't want sharia walker granted my name is beautiful it means happy actually and stuff like that but I just wanted something to basically be more empowering because I knew down the line, I had a forward thinking like, okay, this is going to be like my stage name. This is going to be something that people are going to remember me by. So um, Mm. my mission started as my mission. Like I just put Shay in a mission. So it was already into fruition. And it's a funny thing is like, literally like God just basically puts those seeds in before I even notice. Like prime example, my business is called Mission Builder Movement LLC. I have a group that I'm building a free group that I'm building and it's called Mission Builder Movement. Before I officially made it LLC, the group was called Mission Builder Movement. And Mm -hmm. I had other names, Passion to Wealth, Mission Builder Services, all this other stuff, but my group. And then I just say, you know what? That's the name of my business. So, you know, it honestly tied into like, I'm on a mission to help others. Like like when I was in um, riding a bus and stuff like that, I always wanted, I was on a mission to help smile, make somebody's baby smile, empower them. You know, when I'm, mm-hmm. you know, doing my 1099 from time to time and turning on my app with Lyft, you know, I basically try my due diligence is make sure that person has a good experience and give them some type of wisdom. And sometimes if they want to be more connected with me, then I'll basically like, all right, get connected with me on Instagram and we can chat back and forth. And if you were, if you, you know, if you're qualified enough, then we can basically possibly eventually move forward and you could be one of my coaching clients. So I, mm-hmm. I like, like I said, I don't force people to rock with me you're either gonna rock with me or not i i used to i used to beg and be that people pleaser like yo if i do xyz so much for you 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 have no choice but to love me but i just basically Mm. figured out that i can't i can't buy love you know you're gonna see you're gonna see the truth you're gonna see the realness of me you're gonna see you and love me for me or you know it's it's it is what it is you know like people have walked out of my life and it's because of the fact that they just don't get it you know like i don't say i'm perfect you know but at the same time i do know that my mission is bigger than me and i've always said that that's one of my slogans is my mission is bigger than me so if you don't understand that what i'm doing is bigger than me and you want to negate it 
you call I call those support sabotagers, then you will be exited out of my life. When it comes to anything that my mission is really helping people that are sick or tired of the nine to five, you know, I hear it. I stay in my nine to five partly because of that. I will cut down my hours and go part time when I want to go full throttle entrepreneur just to basically help out that nine to five. You know, once I basically start making five to 10 figures consistently on a monthly basis, I can technically leave on to but at the same time, I probably still because one, I, I have a love for my job. Yes, it's it's very strenuous at times, but I still have a love for it that makes me want to get up, you know, like the, mm-hmm. you know, it, it makes me want to basically, and then at the same time, like a lot of people don't get it is entrepreneurship is lonely. It's a lonely sport. So when people are like, oh, why, Shay, why do you still work your strenuous job? I'm like, because it's still, it gives me that people interaction that I be needing sometimes because I can be solo for days and days at a time being an entrepreneur. Like I can just be in my own shell, you know, my friends might be working and stuff like that. And, you know, they, like they got kids and stuff like that. So it makes it difficult for me to actually um, get things going. So when I'm on a mission, mm-hmm. it, it, it all, that's how Shay actually basically started coming. It started in 2010 and it just started being born. It started just basically, just keep on being rebirthed and started just evolving. And now look at my now, now I'm considered a coach, a speaker, and going to eventually be a two-time speaker. I mean, two-time author. So, <laughs> um, and that's, that's what I love to do. You know, I, I want to impact the world. My ultimate goal is to help 10.10 millionaires and you can yeah. still love your job, you know, and stuff, but you know, you mm-hmm. got to know what your purpose is. You got to be on a mission and you got to be working at it. You know, I mean, I have struggles at times. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, the average entrepreneur says, don't read a book or don't watch TV. You know, the, I love watch TV, you know, and stuff like that. But at the same time, I know when I'm binge watching too much and yeah. stuff needs to be crushed out. So there's some days I go, no, I go TV list. And then there's other days, like a day, like how I had when I would, when my legs were sore and couldn't move. I took advantage of that TV day. You know, yep. and I'm in, I'm entitled to that. So you know, you work hard, you play hard. So that's what it, the the motto is and stuff like that. And you got to basically still, you still got to have self care. You know, I did my first facial, kid you not, last week, and it felt amazing. You know, and I look forward to going back again someday. You know, and stuff. So I'm definitely trying out new parameters of myself. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love everything that you shared and about um, about your journey, and that's 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 crazy in a good way that it started in 2010 just as an Instagram name. And then it evolved, evolved, evolved to much greater than just yourself. It's so beautiful. And I could just imagine you, like, I can just imagine you on the bus as a kid and, and always wanting to make sure people around you were good. I could just see you. You're so cute. (laughs) So what is, what is my question number two? I'm curious. Question, yes. Question number two. Let's go with what advice would you give to someone who's in there, who works their job and wants to be an entrepreneur and has maybe started building a business, but they're too scared to quit their job. What advice would you give to them? Get a coach. That's all. I'm not, that's the top thing I'm going to say, because the whole thing is, you know, it starts with mindset. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm about to do a series in uh, the month of April uh, about, mindset my four m's of entrepreneur foundation and the first one is mindset your mindset ain't right i say this to my clients all your mindset ain't right mm-hmm. you ain't going that far you're not going that far you know like literally and i learned that like i left my nine to nine and ten i call it nine and tail because every day varies you know depends on the yep. stock count and everything like that so my nine and tail until i'm basically done and it, things have gone where it needs to be at um it, it, I still got to keep on going. So my nine until I might get off this, I might get off one day on a great day. I get off at 12, one o'clock on a, on a he- heavier day. I'm getting off at five or six and stuff like that. So, um, wow. get a coach. That's the do- dominant thing. Start reading, read even 10 pages a day. will go so far. Read a chapter of Visionistas. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like literally like you, you, it will get you into perspective because you know that you're not alone. Reach out to the people that you mm-hmm. read the book by, you know, and stuff like you never know. You're like, thank you for reading a chapter. You never know. They might send you some words of encouragement. You might be able to jump on a zoom call right quick with them. You just never know. And stuff like that. You need to get, you need to get around people that's like-minded that are, that've been there. You know, Eric Thomas, he was, he started off in Olive Garden. Look at him now. 
yeah. Damon John, Red Lobster, um, Jeff yeah. Bezos, McDonald's. You know, like like they started somewhere. But if you think that they did, you looking at the shiny, then that's one thing that I, that I basically snap people out of. Like, stop looking at the the big money that there are now. Like they worked hard to get mm-hmm. to that point. Jay Z didn't not get where he was at by just basically yes, he did what he he did what he did illegally. But at the same time, he stopped it and look where he at now. Now he's a billionaire, you know, and stuff like that. Everybody yep. has a starting point. So, um, yeah, like me, my story is gonna be me you know like me um doing lift and uber and working at fedex and pushing packages and going through uh trials and tribulations with certain relationships you know um and look at me now and stuff and then look look at me down the line and whether it takes a year or five years from now and stuff like that and like oh wow you know and stuff like that you know it all starts with your journey of what and what is what sacrifice it's the key word you need a coach, but what sacrifices are you willing to make? Are you willing to stay up mm-hmm. and do the work? Because people are, you know, it's it's like it's like the saying I said it's in one of my videos on it's on my social media is life work versus schoolwork. And mm-hmm. so many people will do their schoolwork in a heartbeat. Why? Because either they gotta pay the student loans back or they're gonna fill out of school and they're gonna have to deal with their family or something like that. When it comes to their life work, they don't take the time out for that because the simple fact is. It's not a priority. They don't have nobody to hold them accountable. They it's new domain. People think they're weird. I'd rather be weird than average. That's one of the chat. That's one of the um top ten mission mementos that I got on my book in my chapter. So literally, okay. it, I'd rather be weird than average because the simple fact is I'm not going to keep on just just doing the same thing that everybody's doing. I'm not going to keep on repeating the same thing that's a curse of generational wealth is yeah. just working just to work working with no purpose do you, you you can you can love your job but you can also hate your job and if you don't find within what the purpose is why you're there then you're just going to be working there if you you need to have a goal and more like me the old me when I when I when I resigned I was working with FedEx for two years and stuff like that I resigned in 2017 came back in 2019 mm. uh, the reason why I came the I resigned in 2017 because I was mentally exhausted done didn't have no purpose completely completely now i've been back for almost two years october will be another two years and stuff like that and now i can say my mindset is completely different my my like when okay let, let's say things out of our control sort acting up you know packing right now we having a, a situation where they're not having enough pack chandlers so we're getting out of the out of the warehouse every single day late and the, what i do is literally like okay i'll sort my truck do what I can. And then I'll honestly, I'll start opening up a book, start open up reading Visionistas, open up whatever type of book. And I'm more calmer. I don't like if I get, I have my antsy moments and it's because I really just want to get done so I can start working yeah. on my business once I get off. Like that's what it is. Or I want to basically go, the sooner I can basically go home, rest and get up again and get, start getting my business going. That's, that's what I, that's where my MO is at. So me just going ahead and just, um, you know, being upset with what the, how things is going that's that's the no-go so the advice i would say get a coach get a coach that aligns with what you're going through so yeah i'm not a six-figure coach you don't need a six six million figure coach to basically get there you know when the time when you're at a position where you're at six figures that's when you get a coach and one of the biggest key things that one of my coaches he said he said um, Michael Jordan had 12 coaches. So me, I tend on having a fleet of coaches, you know, I can have an inner child coach. Hint, hint, Jamie might be calling you. Um, <laughs> you know, I might have a relationship coach. I want a guy coach because, you know, I got a lot of female friends and I yep. do got guy friends, but I'm, I'm leaning more towards, I need a relationship coach that is a guy. So, you know, so yep. that basically not to basically give the in and, in and out the secrets of a man, but to basically know that how I can be a better wife somebody to my future husband. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what it is, you know, and stuff like that. If you want to work on, you know, if you want to work on fitness, get a fitness coach, you know, like you don't necessarily need a coach. You can get a personal trainer and they can be in action, but, or you can get a fitness coach that basically holds you accountable on an online segment. If you don't never go to the gym. So get somebody, get somebody. My key factor is whatever, if you want to be a, have a better business, get a business coach. The business coach does not have to be, multi-millionaire and stuff like that and at the same time if you want that inner personal interaction get the starting coaches the coaches that can show transformation the ones that align with what you're doing and the ones that you know if you can get their direct phone number 
that's a great thing to have as a starting coach, having as a starting entrepreneur, having a having coach phone, because some coaches do get elevate. And I understand they basically start cutting off those services or they'll change their number or they'll have that number as a business number and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, in the beginning stages, you need that coach that my coach from time to time, he's getting super busy, but he still sometimes texts me. He sometimes still does this, even as he's still getting older. You trying to jump with the gusto and go with the big names and stuff like that, you're never going to get a hold of them unless you go on a Zoom call. So that's that's a key component. Get get a coach. You don't need a coach that's six, seven figures. You need a coach that's going to get you results. That's the key factor. That's going to get you results. So good. So, so, so good. I had a coach once that said, if somebody ever asks you, what kinds of certifications you have and blah, 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 or what kind of kinds of degrees you have. He said, what I say is I have a PhD in results. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal yes. that. Me too. I, I definitely a, didn't steal that. It was, I'm going to steal that on some of my coaching calls. So yeah. So as much <laughs> as I would love to talk to you longer, we got to close oh, yeah. out on it, but this was a, this is a bomb. I think people are like, yo, like yeah. they, they, people, people, when people start, like anybody that's been consistently listening to my podcast, when they really start saying like, yo, Shay, then Shay been opening up more and more about herself. Like it, it, it's going to, yes. you know, I mean, it makes me, cause I'm getting to the brink of almost 20 episode 20. And I'm like, do you know, yeah. do you know that's accomplishment within accomplishment in the podcast? Do you know how many people quit? quit within their first three to five episodes. My first, this yeah. wasn't even my first podcast. This is my second podcast. My first podcast, I probably quit within the first three to five episodes. So yeah. me staying consistent, me, yeah, me staying consistent and me jumping to two episodes since the month of March. And now I'm about to be on episode 20. That's accomplishment in, in itself. So, um, you know, um, like I said, I don't number and state what number this is because I got, I got, several podcasts i just got to upload and they just waiting for their time so you your podcast will be dropping very very soon probably most likely in the month of april so um yes jamie's overall tell people how they can get connected with you um and as we conclude this on podcast if they have any questions so the best way to get in communication with me is probably on instagram that's where i'm most active and it's at jamie lindquist and i think sharia will put it in the show notes but it's J-A-I-M-I-E. So there's two I's in my name and then it's Lindquist, L-I-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. So that is my Instagram at name. And then also my website is the same. Um, You can get in contact with me there too. Okay. Okay, Jamie. Well, it's been a pleasure. I definitely want to connect with you, stay connected with you. We, we got to do, we got to do something collaboration, you know? Um, yeah, you, you, we, you was on the brink and, you know, if I had known that you was one of the speakers or, you know, if I had read your chapter like four months ago, you would have been on my woman admission summit, but there is always next year. And, yes. um, yeah, so I, I love what you do. Um, you really hit home with the inner child and anybody that wants to know more about their inner child, get connected with Jamie real talk. Yes. I know I might hire her one day, someday as my inner child. <laughs> she, 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 she yeah. talks the truth, like literally. Um, her chapter number six on the Visionistas chapter. Um, go out and read her chapter, read my chapter, and support us, Visionistas. You can look at, you can purchase yes. her book. You can purchase our book either from her to her. Go on her site or go on my site. It doesn't matter. And let's get connected. Yes, definitely. Thank All you, Sharae. Right. Thank you, Jamie. All right, everybody. This is a conclusion of another great episode of Mission Mementos podcast. Stay tuned for the next speaker, guest, or just me alone. You just don't know. God bless (laughs) y'all.